guys, this is Paige. And this is Josie. As always, I almost forgot my signature catchphrase. <laughs> Thank God you didn't. Uh, and welcome to our podcast. Uh, it's called Cosplay Cocktails, in case you were not aware. Um, in, case, in case you stumbled upon us uh, by great fortune, welcome. Uh, so this is the podcast where we talk about uh, just things, you know. Just basic things. Uh, sometimes they are related to cosplay. Sometimes we go on tangents. Yeah. Uh, we talk. We talk about what we're drinking. Yeah. I mean, uh, we always talk about cosplay and cocktails. Sometimes we also talk about tangents to that. Right. Uh. Yeah. Jesse. Speaking of cocktails. Uh. What you drinking? Scotch whiskey. Scotch whiskey. I'm yeah. drinking vodka and Lacroix. Yeah, I don't like vodka and LaCroix together. I think it tastes like Truly or, I mean, because that's basically what like a Truly or a White Claw is, and you know how I feel about Truly. It just makes me real upset to my stomach. Yeah. So, um, fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, what have you been up to lately? I haven't talked to you for a couple of days. Um, yeah, well, you've been sick. You've had the tonsillitis, so we couldn't really talk. Tonsil- no, we have the we've been texting, but not actually yeah. talking because it's hurt for me to open my mouth. <laughs> um, been planning cosplays with you and planning yeah. cosplays with my brother. Yeah, um, yeah. some cosplay stuff for Dragon Con. I've uh, been trying to avoid the news, like trying to avoid anything. I try not to do any work at all. I did a lot of grading on Thursday. I spent pretty much the whole day grading. This weekend, I've been trying not to do over the long weekend. It's Easter weekend. Today is Easter, actually. Today is Easter. Um, Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Um, so I've been trying not to do any work just because I got kind of overwhelmed um, with grading. Yeah. And because uh, I hate grading so much. And yeah, so that's pretty much. What I've been doing, playing a lot of Nintendo. That's another thing. So, like, classical music, Nintendo, or, like, here's what, like, Orlando Mayer says this. Disney World, this that suggests. And, like, the thing is, nobody knows. So, like, or, you know, like, about cons being canceled. That's popped up since our last episode. I Googled some stuff, like, con at home and those. Was are interactive experiences, which they're getting ready to do another one. That's just one actress. No, no, I mean, no, I don't think anybody's up to much <laughs> these days. No, no, yeah, I was going to say about the same thing. I, uh, like you said, I had tonsillitis, went to the doctor on Thursday, got on my meds, came home and just like collapsed on the couch and didn't really move. And then I started feeling a little bit better Friday, but not 100%. Um, but I did order, I can't remember what day I ordered. Uh, some cosplay stuff and it came so I am probably this I don't know if I did or not I ordered uh, stuff to make my uh, Sabrina uh, bodice Uh, no I don't think you did Uh, so I'm probably going to work on that a little bit this week Um, I think that's all I ordered cosplay wise Uh, I ordered everything for that one cosplay but however the notions, like all the trim, is supposed to get here before the actual fabric does. So oh, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not really gonna have the wigs supposed to be here. The wings, the wig, and the trim are supposed to be here like next week, probably. Like mm-hmm. the wig and the trim will definitely come next week. Wigs will be the last thing I probably order. Um, I like not saying last. Yeah, the only reason I ordered mine was because the one there what just wasn't a huge selection of them. Uh-huh. So, like it's such a niche wig, you know. It's for yeah. Queen Serenity. I don't know why I'm being so coy. I kind of um, uh, so you know, it's such a, like, and there just weren't a ton available. Like there weren't any on Prime. Uh, I've got some stuff picked out for my uh, Black Lady cosplay. But, um, 
I really need material and I'm kind of stressed now about like not being able to get uh, the material. That's what I ordered. You know, like in, in person. So I'm trying to decide if I'm going to wait uh, right. until like things open up and I can get to a Joann's or if I'm just going to order some. I knew time. that's the thing. I knew what I wanted. Like mine's a little bit easier because it's just white. And like, right. I'm a little bit worried about the amount that I ordered, but like, <laughs> Not being enough or being way too much? Well, being too much because, see, when you order from Joanne online, you can't get just, like, whatever cut you want of fabric or whatever. So I had to get two yards of the trim, which I know is going to be too much. Right. My boobs are not six feet around. I have a pretty good idea of how I'm going to go about Black Lady. But, like I said, uh, not being able to go physically to a fabric store is kind of stressing me out. But it's also one that I, I... I'll be okay if I don't, if I can't get there anytime soon. So. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Like this, that the reason why I ordered all this, I was like, I really have got to get working on a cosplay. And that one, now right. we have three decided. So we just have one more. Right. Yeah, we need to pick up right. final cosplay. So, so I probably, we're waiting patiently on your brother. Right. I probably am going to order. I picked out a dress for my Shea Agora that I think is going to work. I'm a little bit worried about painting on the fabric. But uh, we'll see. And then I need to figure out what I'm going to do for his walking stick. I need to make his arm guards, but I'm going to make them like similar to the way I made my Thor ones. Yeah. I shouldn't say his. Shea Gorth is technically genderless, so right. it's there. there. Yeah, I, the only thing I need left for Sabrina, I've, I've already got the crown made. Um which was honestly the part that, well, I don't know. I'm pretty worried about the bodice, but we'll, we'll see. I was pretty worried about the crown, but we're done with it. Uh, skirt should be fairly easy. And I know I can get that at our local Walmart. And so I'll probably pick that up sometime this week. And, then well, and I think worst case the bodice. scenario with your bodice, you could take like a corset or a bodysuit and just put the feathers on top of it. Well, see, so the, I thought about that. I thought about buying a pre-existing corset and using it um but it goes down it's pretty low cut uh lower cut than most corsets so what about a bodysuit then well so i have so she has like a, a sleeveless sheer bodysuit as part of it or oh, under that's it. right we've discussed this so i have that and then I think what I'm going to try to do, this is just like first go trial, is I'm going to do it like saran wrap and duct tape my bodice area, my my chest and my stomach and stuff. And then oh, your torso. My torso. Bodice area. Uh, I couldn't think of the word. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> cut it off of me. And then... Um, try it that way and see if I can make my own kind of corset out of it and attach it to the bottom. No, it'll be out of duct tape. Oh, okay. And then the feathers will the feathers will go on how top of it. The saran wrap just said the duct the duct tape doesn't stick to your right, skin. but how are you gonna get the duct tape back on? Yeah. On my body? Yeah. So I'm either gonna uh try to find a way to make it lace up. Back, yeah, I don't know. I haven't gotten that part yet. No, I don't think that's gonna work, but you know, I've been wrong before. Yeah. That's my that's my first uh my first uh attempt gonna be my first attempt at it. Anyway, hey, you wanna tell them what the episode's about today? Uh we're gonna talk about wealth and how fandom slash convention slash cosplay how they interact, I guess, how they affect one another. Mm-hmm. so yeah you mentioned last week that since mental health wise now is a difficult time for all of us uh, we're still under self-isolation for at least another uh 18 days at least mm-hmm. so uh yeah which is less than three weeks i guess so something to yep. Something to be positive about that down to less than three weeks. But um, so everyone's and just also with not only the self-isolation, 
but um all the uncertainty we felt like we we'd been talked about doing it right we we talked about doing an episode about mental health in the cosplay and con community anyway like when we brainstormed like when we first started the podcast when we brainstormed ideas for episodes Mm -hmm. and we just kind of thought now would be a good time to do this one because (laughs) no better time than the right um so before we get into this neither of us have any sort of medical training or mental health training i mean i get a little bit at work but you know because we're mandated reporters uh like how to see that kind of but not like you know not expert level by any means just more like hey if a student's struggling here's how you can help um right and we all have our personal experience right right we are not we are not uh we're not qualified in any way shape or form right to so like we're not going to get into like you know any kind of specifics along those lines but other, we won't try to diagnose you. We won't try to right. cure you. We're not going to try to make you think that you need to go to WebMD. And right. WebMD. We're just talking about our experiences, other people's experiences that they've written about. Yeah, I'm not. I didn't know, read any of the articles that you did, so I got tricked last time because you'll send like a link and then I'll you know won't read it and then I'll read it and then it'll be like super bummer or be super bad. You, I'll let you do the reading this week. Um, but yeah, and then there are, um, if you are struggling, there are resources. And I'll mention when we get to talking about more personal stuff, some of the resources that have helped me, um, some of the ones that are free as well. Because um, uh, I know budget is an issue for a lot of people right now with so much financial insecurity you know the global economy may or may not be collapsing all around us so i i just did a little bit of basic research i basically googled mental health and cosplay and there was a lot of articles that came up some were news articles of um uh npr did one uh just where they had interviewed a couple different uh cosplayers there was a couple different um blogs from cosplayers and stuff like that um but the main uh consensus was uh that for a lot of people struggling with um different kinds of mental illness and and anxiety disorders that for them cosplaying is more than just like dressing up which i think jesse and i can both attest to um it's not just dress up to us uh and from from a lot of standpoints, um, people were saying, okay, we get that, like, we get that this isn't a cure. Um, and, and that's what I took away from a lot of it was um, a lot of people were saying it, it's beneficial because, you know, you can be creative and imaginative and you can kind of transform into somebody else. And part of that got me thinking, like, okay, well, yeah, like I get escapism can be a nice thing, and I've said that before on here. I'm gonna say that was our but, old in, our well, old intro. So before you paint yourself into a hypocrite corner, no, right, right, right. I've said that before, but um, I was talking about just like mom life, not mental illness, right? Uh, whereas, and what I was just trying to say was, um, so I might say I might read that. And be like, yeah, I get that. But at the same time, like, you know, if you are struggling, I get wanting to escape from it and, you know, take a break from it for a a day and escape from your problems. But at the same time, like, obviously, the best idea is to talk to somebody and, you know, seek help. But. Well, but not like that may also be something that their therapist has you know, or psychiatrist or whatever, you know, there are different right. levels. Or... Right. And I hope, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. It well, that's what I'm saying. saying. And like, and also didn't... some people straight up can't afford it. Like, that's why, you know, it's one thing for, that's why I'm going to try to find some, uh, free 
resources and maybe we can put them on the social media or something or like free things yeah. that helped me before um, I had insurance that would cover it um, because, you know, it's not great. Like some people don't have insurance at all. So if you're trying to pay out of pocket for therapy, it's even like online, there are some more affordable resources online, but it still can get very, very expensive, especially if you're on a limited budget anyway. Like before I had my job now, it was much, much more difficult um, because my insurance wasn't as good. And uh, now I didn't pay as much for it, but it also didn't cover as much. So, um, you know, anyway, and it's also hard to find someone like, I'll wait and talk about this when I get, but yeah. So I'm saying like, you can, we can't assume what other people. Right. Right. Well, and, and I didn't, and I'm hoping that that's right. But I also reading that was like, okay, I don't want to read this and say this. And then it sound like I'm saying like cosplay is like. Right. 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 Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're not so, saying if you um, are not a cosplayer and you're like struggling with mental illness and you're like, oh, I'm going to start cosplaying and that's going to fix me. Like, first of all, you don't, like well again i'll talk about it when <laughs> first things first yeah um so so a lot of people said uh that they believed that um cosplay was uh, effective because it helped them be creative and imaginative um and that helped a lot of people said because it decreases uh social isolation um it creates a sense of belonging for a lot of people um, you know, a lot of times you meet people, you're in a community that's, um, as most of us, or you and I see it, and a lot of people see it from what I read online, non-judgmental, supportive, um, you know, a community atmosphere. Um, a lot of people find a lot of confidence in cosplaying. I know you and I both have talked about that, how much it's built up our self-esteem. And, you know, there's just, there's just that there's something to be said for that. Um, another thing is, and this, like, just, I, all I could think about was you, Jesse, um, something I read that was like, another positive thing about cosplaying and convention going and stuff like that is that it gives you something to look forward to. Yeah. It's like a positive thing. Uh, cause I know like you are always like, what's my next thing right. that's exciting. Right. And this, like the whole pandemic and shit has, really been hard on you because you're like I don't know when my right, right. that's I like having something to count down to right and so like to get like you know because that's something like when you have a bad day and I think everyone to some extent does this but for me like that's one of the things specifically I use to deal with stuff is like okay uh, I had a bad day today, but I'm going to, I haven't checked my Dragon Con countdown or whatever countdown it may be in a while. And then looking and being like, oh my gosh, or like the hundred days to Dragon or Con party. Right. Or, well, and the planning goes into my anxiety in a whole nother. Right. But I think it's also, uh, it's uh, all related. Uh, yeah. Well, like we've discussed before the reason why I'm such an obsessive planner when it comes to like vacations or cons or weekend trips or whatever is mm -hmm. because knowing and on it like I heard it might have been on my favorite murder um like a fan mail that they read out but like someone saying which is something I've noticed like people with clinical anxiety dealing with the pandemic better well wow. yeah <laughs> which like I honestly think I, I have I'm like people have mentioned to me like I'm surprised that you're not freaking out more but it's just like when you constantly think the worst thing is going to happen and you're right. planning for the worst thing that's going to happen, then like, you know, like there's only so anxious you can be. So when you live your life in like a constant state of anxiety, like, you know, that's, I mean, maybe one, one positive of it is, you know, they can't, like I'm constantly worried, like, you know, people are like, oh, aren't you worried about like your parents getting sick? But I'm always worried about my parents getting sick. We're like, you know, right my dad goes off and you know one of his inventions or something he's like freaking he's crazy. basically Maurice. I was, exactly, I was gonna say crazy old <laughs> Maurice. Crazy old you know so 
Anyway, yeah. So, like, that is one thing about conventions in particular. And, it, like, something to be constantly working towards. Like, almost like a goal. Right. And, you know, like, this is the cosplay I want to have done by XYZ, which means I have to budget this much time. But, like, when you plan for things, the like, the more you plan for them, then if when something goes wrong, you're like, okay, but I've already planned for this. So if you're the kind of person that obsesses about things that could go wrong, like I am, Mm -hmm. that helps to plan. Like that's, I think that's why I love planning so much. And I'm such an obsessive planner is because then if things don't go as you planned, like you have a plan B and C and, you know, it helps, especially you know, it helps make you more adaptable if that's not naturally your style. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I really thought of you whenever I read that, uh, like that part of one of the articles, I was like, well, that is true. Um, and like I said, just, uh, I kept reading a lot about just social isolation and how much it helps with, you know, people with social anxieties and like, you know, they want to cosplay and they're passionate about this fandom or this event. And so they go to this convention and then they meet other people, you know, they connect with people that maybe they wouldn't have otherwise. And, you know, it, it's just, it's kind of a communication tool uh, cosplay is. Um, and like I said, creating a sense of belonging. There's so much to be said for, uh, I've never necessarily felt uh, like out of a place or like not like I belong but when I went to my first con like I've never felt more like I belong somewhere like it was it's amazing yeah Um, say part of that goes back to just the community it does seem like in general from again not that we've been to every convention but especially at Dragon Con like Dragon Con really is like a family like they're the most open kind giving caring people like it's very very rare that I've met like I can't I can't think of anyone who was just like off the top of my head that was like an bad experience with someone at Dragon Con and they do things do happen and they may or may not even be with people that are there for the convention right like you know like there there could be douchebags roaming free in Atlanta there's nothing that you know but you know like so there's something to be said about the community itself I think that the people are generally good people it seems like or at least good at hiding that they're bad people I guess I don't know (laughs) right well one one of the uh, blog posts I read um, was on vocal media and it was by a girl named Rachel Lucas. Well, what's and vocal? She, media? What's that mean? It's a, what, you could, it's a site. It's like oh, a that's blog the site. name of the website. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm girl. yeah girl. That's how the internet. I thought like there's so. Um, well, I know. I thought there's like you know social media. I thought vocal uh, no, media no, no, no. was like a thing. That's why I was confused. <laughs> um, but she has body dysmorphia. And she was kind of discussing that and like when she was diagnosed and like all this different stuff and how, you know, how hard it was for, and then she was talking about going to her first convention and she was so nervous and she got there and she said she found solace in cosplay because she could kind of overlook these things that she was picking apart about her body that uh, may or may not have been there. And then when she got to the convention and was already feeling better about herself in cosplay, that she found these other people that she met and she talked to about her, you know, her mental illness. And they either had these, there was some that had the same stuff going on or other people that were, um, you know, had autism or different social anxieties or um, anxiety disorders and they all kind of bonded over that. And she was like, you know, that made a huge difference to me. And so, like you were saying, like the, the community just makes all the difference when right. you surround yourself with the kind of people that, you know. Right. And um, it does seem like I don't just in my personal experience, I don't like it does seem like I, and it could be just that people are more open about it, but that there are more people who have some kind of 
anxiety or mental health issue in the community. But again, like I said, it could just be more that I experience that more because I am one of them. Right. <laughs> so that I have no evidence to back that up whatsoever. That's completely right. anecdotal, but. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a lot of what you mentioned that other people were writing about, I uh, would also agree with. Uh, we've talked about before, not necessarily as a mental illness, but, um, you know, everyone has things that they don't like about their body. Right. Um, like you don't, you know, I, or yeah, I mean, I would think just about everyone. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, unless like maybe massive narcissist, um, but cosplay has been a way for me to get a lot more comfortable with my body to dress, you know, in high school, I pretty much wore baggy jeans and baggy t-shirt every single day. Mm-hmm. like not it was not good fashion choices I was making <laughs> big baggy hoodie um yeah I didn't make good uh fashion choices if we could even call it fashion, fashion. <laughs> like that's not necessary I mean I get you know like your self-confidence and your self-image are they go, into your mental health they go into your mental health and that's something I've struggled with as part of it yes. but also you know like you don't have like mental health is for everyone I guess is what I'm getting at not you don't have to have a specific mental illness that you struggle with for mm-hmm. it to be um good for your mental health because and I mentioned this before so I won't go into too much when I did my first cosplays and and every time I try something new or more adventurous with a cosplay there's always some degree of worry there about is someone gonna say something is someone you know like like I said nobody ever has but it's always in the back of my or that someone will make like some comment under their breath and I'll hear it and then you know sad sad and upset but you know that is part of you know the more costlies you do the more you get comfortable with it so then you care less even if somebody did which like I said nobody ever has I've never had a bad um someone say something yeah so there still are you know like that's the thing like when you're talking about your mental health like if you do have a mental illness like coming to I think think self-confidence and like how you perceive yourself is a big part of mental health because you know you need to be kind to yourself like and sometimes that's hard to do you know like but there's different ways of taking care of of right well and like I said even just like being like being okay with my body like seeing it as an acceptable you know, vessel to live inside of, you know, so, and I also think cosplay helps me to like focus on me and not like, you know, to make me more self, but like, you know, it helps me to drown out those and see like, okay, is this really what I'm thinking? Or, cause that's one of the things I work on in therapy a lot is like trying to pinpoint, okay, is this really what I'm thinking? Or is this what I've been trained by society or by like what other people are saying to think you know like why do I really think that is it really a thought that's coming from me and it's really hard to do because so much of our thoughts do come from you know the society that we live in and the where we were raised and you know like genetics or so much that goes into it but that's one of the things I feel like cosplay helps me do is to isolate my own thoughts and feelings about myself separate from you know what society would say I guess I don't you does that make sense I think so like if it doesn't I don't know a better way again not a professional we should have seen it like maybe I should have seen if my therapist would be like should have just done like a therapy that's probably not you should have not told them we were gonna <laughs> record and just 
done like a live allowed to talk about it he just can't talk about it and again finding characters like it's still very very difficult to find plus size characters to cosplay as so putting Mm -hmm. that of like making a traditional character look good as a plus size character like you said it helps me be like okay you still can because when I first started cosplaying there I felt like I was much more limited in what I could cosplay as um, because I was like well I could never cosplay you know I'd be like well I could never cosplay as Thor because Thor wears basically just a bra metal bodice or I can never right. cosplay as any, really any superhero. When I first started cosplaying, I honestly never thought I would cosplay as a superhero. I'm going to start crying. Oh, God. Ah! <laughs> when I first started oh, again, we're in social isolation. It's an emotional time anyway. Yeah. But when I first started cosplaying, I legitimately thought superheroes are just out for me. Because they're all super skinny they all wear really tight clothes so I thought well I can never do that so like like you said it's just been like that's the one major gift (laughs) that I feel like cosplay has given to me is to feel like I can do what pretty much whatever character I now I'm not gonna you know like there's some characters that would be offensive for me to try to do you know but like you know like you don't have to discount this whole entire group of and you know and i'm hopeful that as time goes on we'll see more because that's also really important for mental health is to see inclusion so i'm hoping for uh you know not just plus size people but for minorities and i'm just hoping to see more diversity in the world of fandom which there has been some pushback to um you know, but I'm hoping, and I think that's the way it's trending. Because again, I think that's important for mental health, especially for young people to see, you know, and that's why, like, I think it's great that there are so many now becoming more prominent plus size cosplayers, cosplayers of color. Um, because if you're starting out in cosplay, it's good to, like, when I started cosplaying, if you typed in plus size cosplay, on google there was literally like one blogger that popped up right and it was a good positive and there were a lot of beautiful cosplays on there but that's also where i read a lot of those like negative things that had happened like were people posting on it in there and now there's huge you know there's like uh much much more um you know and like again i felt like there was a stigma kind of too uh in my early days of cosplaying that like professional cosplayers were only doing it to be sexy and make money and you know they weren't quote-unquote real fans or whatever and now like um you know we've just seen a I feel and and, you know maybe it's just that just that's all that was getting press at the time but now there's just so much more you know out there both professional and amateur cosplayers like us you know right yeah so anyway like you said that what that has been the biggest thing and which isn't really like I said I don't have body dysmorphia I don't like that feeds into my other little illness issues but it's not an actual diagnosis that I have it's not something that I struggle with uh, more than your average person I would say but that has been a huge thing for me and uh also my social anxiety I was gonna say I feel like that's a huge one too mm-hmm. for you. right because I have anxiety in general but I also have social anxiety I got the two-pack <laughs> you know it's she's like got, it's like she's got the right special. it's like the day quill and night quill that come together so you you know when you're sick you can yeah. have your daytime and your night. you think you're saving <laughs> money but really it's just fucking <laughs> right stuff. so uh, that's what I got. I got the, um, so yeah, my, like most of my diagnosis now, the therapist I have now, uh, which you know this, but no one listening to the podcast is this like, so I've had multiple different di- official diagnoses as I've gone from therapist to therapist, which I think, right. right which is, yeah. Yeah. So like my very first therapist thought I was on the autism spectrum, like Asperger's region. 
Um, you sent me that picture earlier today, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, which again, there are some therapists who probably would put me there, but it's right. it's such, especially the way that mental health care is now. Everything is kind of a so the therapist I see now is like, listen, we don't if if I need to put a name on it for like your insurance, or I need to put a name on it for whatever I will, but I'm more concerned with let's just identify the symptoms you want to work on. So like, yeah, because there are things that I, that are a part of my personality that are also would be quote unquote, like symptoms of autism. Whack? Did you say whack? (laughs) You think my personality is whack? You said some things about your personality. We've been friends for 22 years and you think my personality, what does that say about you? The same thing. I think that makes you wiggity whack. (laughs) Yeah, maybe even yeah. So anyway, so uh, like, because there are parts of my personality or things that I do that would technically like be a quote unquote symptom. Also, don't come at me. Don't at me. I'm Jesse. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to all of our millions of followers. (laughs) Don't at me laughing at her when she says she's crying or making fun of her black personality because I'm her best friend and I'm allowed to be that shit. Please do at her. Be on my side. Come to my aid. Minions. Um, minions? Yeah. Did you call our followers minions? Yes. You thought they were our followers but it turns out this entire time they've just been my minions. Lying in wait like a sleeper cell. Anyway, there are certain parts of my personality that would probably be that are technically would be considered. Well, and there are also like a big movement in the mental health community is that autism is not necessarily a mental illness. It's a different way that the brain is structured, a different way of being wired. So like that's kind of how my therapist now um approaches things as of you know because that was the for me why it took me so long to find a therapist that works for me because there were therapists that were like okay well we really have to deal with this and I'm like well that doesn't bother me like my attention that's not that's not preventing me right like I have attention deficit issues um what that's a whack part of my personality I know it's annoying for other people so I'm not like, it's not that I don't want to work out at all, but like my very first therapist I saw was like, well, you we really, really like, this is the thing I really want to work at. I was like, okay, but I'm drowning in anxiety. Let's just make me focus on my anxiety then. So I'm miserable and crying all the time and panic. The, for me, especially in early days before I had as many people now, there's, uh, the three of us, me, you, and my brother, pretty much packed together the whole long weekend of Dragon Con. Like, we rarely separate other than, like, use the bathroom, honestly. Or if somebody, <laughs> you know, gets, has to go upstairs and spends two hours on his makeup and then has to go upstairs and wash it all off after, like, a half an hour at the con. No, we won't mention any dates. <laughs> I don't think he listens to the podcast, so it won't matter. I know Brennan does, but I don't think Jake does, so. Um, You know, I'm not a normal person in my normal life who would go up and, like, talk, just talk to a stranger out of nowhere. I would have too much social anxiety to do that. Or, like, even, like, you know, I'm not, like, if I see someone and they've got, like, a cute outfit on, I could probably say, oh, I like your outfit. Or something, but you know, I can't go up and just like strike a conversation. But cosplay gives you something that a, it puts you. I feel like it puts me more at ease because I don't feel a hundred percent like myself. Like I know it's still me, and I'm not a cosplayer. This goes back to something I read on the Dragon Con costuming tracks Facebook page. Someone there was like, "Well, I don't consider myself a cosplayer. I consider my myself a costumer because I don't like act like my character." So that goes into, I, yeah. I think most people use the term cosplay as a broad stroke term. Like we don't generally really act, but I, like your inhibitions are lowered for sure. And like part of that's the excitement of the con. But like I said, you know, you're wearing something 
that automatically, well, and as someone who has anxiety to wear something that intentionally draws attention to you is a struggle as someone who, you know, like normally is like, oh, I'm social. Like, I just want to blend into the wall over here and not. So there have been struggles with it as well, mental health wise, but I think I've gotten a lot more out of it than I've struggled with, obviously, or else I wouldn't still do it anyway. Um, so, and it also gives you something to talk about automatically with someone. So, right. you know, like you already, we've been right. Because like you would, you would be in a room with a group of people and they might have similar fandom, like, uh, you know, the same they might be into the same things you are fandom wise, but you might not ever know it unless you see right, them in that right. Well, and also that's the thing about con if they have like an organized party for, you know, Star Wars or an organized party for Lord of the Rings. If you go to that party, there's a good chance that everyone there is going to like Lord of the Rings or every so you know, right. like even not as a cosplayer. If you're not a cosplayer and you just go to a convention, there's still, you know, like I said, that. You, you go into it knowing that you're going to have something to talk about, at least one thing to talk about with everyone that you encounter, you know? Right. So, yeah, for me, it's been, like I said, there's still some struggles, some frustrations. Like I said, every time I do a cosplay, I still have those issues of like, is this actually going to look good on me? Does it look good on me? I think it looks terrible on me. Um. <laughs> Or, you know, what are people going to say? Are people going to say, but, oh, like, but then by the time it's actually done and ready to go and ready to wear at the con, I always, you know, I've never worn a cosplay and regretted it that I can think of. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I deal with just, you know, generalized anxiety um, and, uh I have had uh, panic attacks in the past, which thank goodness have never happened at a convention. Um, But I I think for me, conventions have just helped. I don't, I think uh, just kind of lower my stress. Um, I've mentioned this, but you know, I am a mom of three kids and it's, it's an escape for me. It's a vacation. It's uh, something fun just for me you know what I mean like so it's something that I can put my time and my effort into that uh you know isn't revolving around my kids and um and I think that creative outlet and that control over that thing um has helped me manage my stress and given me you know once again something to look forward to something exciting um you know it's just it's it's been good a good stress reliever more than anything. Right. And it's, it's like we said, like, obviously your kids are not a mental illness. Um, no, no, no. Right, so, right, but, right, mental right. health in general doesn't mean like everybody needs coping mechanisms. Everybody needs stress relief. Like taking care of your mental health doesn't mean you have to have a quote unquote mental illness. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think for me and my mental health, like, it's been uh, kind of a way, like you mentioned, like kind of to focus on you, uh, something for you to do for you. Uh, and it's kind of that for me. It's my little thing. Uh, I have, you know, we have the pod loft now upstairs and I've got my cosplays and and it's just kind of like my own little space that's, you know, just, just mine unless you're here. And... Um, yeah, which to me I don't need that because the whole the whole house is my pod loft. Right, right. Your whole house is your pod loft. But um but so yeah, it's just been uh like I've mentioned, a little bit of an escape or a, a stress reliever. It's something um I really like hand stitching. So like when I can sit down if I have like um, you know, trim or, or something to yeah, sew. You all hand stitch a lot of things that really aren't meant to be hand stitched. I think just to give that's why I think you like would like cross stitching. Uh, right. Yeah. I just you, like, like it's it's just something I can focus you on. You like hand stitching, whereas I'm like, if I can't machine sew it doesn't need to be sewn. I'll figure out <laughs> some other way to put it on there. I mean I have done some hand 
stitching I hand like my bustle for my uh gambit I had to hand sew that yeah this concludes my hand sew okay so uh one thing I wanted to end on was if you uh do struggle with some sort of mental health mental illness flash issue um but you want to go to a con and you're worried about it there are resources available to you uh all the major cons have disability services um so i would suggest that if you're looking at going to one before you buy your ticket maybe reach out to them and see what kind of resources are available a lot of them have on their website so i went and looked at dragon con that's our big one obviously um um SDCC, I went and looked at Wizard World, uh, C2E2. I think those are the ones I looked at because they're all ones that we've either been to or, you know, SDCC is just the arguably the most famous uh, right. convention, I would say. I, yeah, I would say it probably is the most famous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think when most people think of Comic Con, they think of that. Right. So. Uh, they all have pretty similar policies in place. Dragon Con has a little bit more resources available, I think, just because of the... I think one of the reasons why they have maybe more some more resources is just because of the way they're set up, being in multiple buildings. Well, and, like, they, so they have more space. Right. So that, yeah. So that probably helps as well that they're it is run by the fans so they might be more aware right. uh, issues that fans are likely to have so um, pretty much uh, all the major conventions that I researched have a dedicated disability services team and mental health issues are a part of that and I know usually when it gets closer to Dragon Con when there's not a global pandemic People will post reminders of, so at Dragon Con, you can get a little, uh, like a placard, like a sticker for your badge um, that, you know, says that you, you know, have an issue, uh, whatever. I mean, obviously, it's not going to say on there, like your diagnosis or whatever, you know, like, if you go and get one of the be like, you know, this person has Asperger's or this, you know, it's just it's the every everyone is the same and you may not even need to do that but there are special waiting areas um so like if you want to go see a panel but you know you can't so and not even just mental health if you've got a physical health issue um you know a mobility issue it's all um under that umbrella so reach out to them because uh they really do try to make it to where every single person that wants to come can come. Uh, If you're going with people, I would recommend, I think we mentioned this on the podcast before, but if you're going with people and you anticipate you may have an issue, talk to them about it. You know, presumably they are your friends. So they may already know they may already be used to traveling with you, but you know, uh, make sure they're aware that, you know, like, okay, hey, I may have an anxiety attack. So is it okay if we or if step outside for a few minutes? Or if triggers, you know, like, this is what, like, this is what needs right. to happen. Like... Right. So just so that they're aware and that they, you know, can. But most of the conventions I looked at have some sort of quiet room. Uh, you know, which is just a uh, secluded, <laughs> right, yeah, to get away, because there are huge, massive crowds, which is stressful for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot for anyone, and if that's an issue that you struggle with, you know, um, uh, but there are some resources, and like I said, just knowing your own limits, uh, so if you need to go back to the hotel for a couple hours, if you need to sit and just, cause it is kind of sensory overload. Oh, for sure. 
with so, so much noise and things to look at and things happening that it can be a lot just like I said for anyone so just don't be too hard on yourself you're going to enjoy the convention more if you right if you you know because we've talked about this before it's such a balance at dragon con uh especially where you're like you want to get every drop out of it right only four days a year so you're like from the second you're there you don't want to go back to the hotel you don't want to change out of your costume you don't want to you know go back to the room you don't want to go sit down because you want to do this 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 and this but we have found out that you know if you give yourself some time or like getting a decent night's sleep you will enjoy it more right instead of grabbing and like we've eaten like gutter food basically like literally in a well, gutter of the gutter street food. We've eaten food right right we bought food and ate it in a gutter <laughs> we bought food at a regular uh restaurant carryout place and then went to sit in line for a panel we're literally like sitting in the gutter Correct. of the street Correct. so but you will have a better time if you just take an extra half an hour to or hour in our you know to actually sit and find a quiet place and kind of regroup yeah and like i said try to drink water try to because again that can getting dehydrated or getting hungry can play into your mood and your mental health not getting enough rest Mm -hmm. um you know those are all things again i know better than anyone the temptation to be like but it's dragon con and especially if it's your first convention just being like uh you know you and if you are like the type of person like me that plans in advance you've gone through the schedule and you're like oh i want to see this 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 and this and this like don't like try not to have too many you can't do everything so don't try right right so those are things to keep in mind um and like i said reach out early in advance to uh the disability like i said dragon con's got a full page about like what kind of different um services or accommodations they have and they've got contact information on there as well so if you do have a specific issue you can reach out to them directly and see and i know just from the research i did um if you are going to a convention Check out the schedule because I found several articles um, referring to panels about uh, mental health and cosplaying at conventions. Right. So if that's something that you're interested in learning more about or just, you know, you're like. Right. Well, and that kind of brings in this ties into uh, mental health. This is, you know, cosplaying cocktails. So this is maybe an ironic thing to mention, but like substance abuse. <laughs> Um, at Dragon Con, there's always an AA group mm-hmm. that meets multiple times a day. So if you're worried about being in that environment where there is a lot of partying mm-hmm. and a lot of alcohol use, uh, you know, there are resources there. Again, at least at Dragon Con, I've never been to another um, convention where uh, there's been that um at least on the advertised schedule right. but um i think it's great that they have that because like i said there is a lot of uh especially at nighttime drinking at dragon con so for someone who struggles with that uh it would be hard to be around you yeah. know people i think mean, that's something i've always thought was really great about Again, Dragon Con especially, because that's where I first saw it. But um, now, like I said, I think every convention's got... Something. uh, Right. And, like, service animals, taking your service animal. There's the whole policy on that Mm -hmm. uh, on their website. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, check it out. That is my con-specific ones. And... Uh, like I said, now I was gonna say, do we, you have? Do you? We're gonna post uh, some resources, maybe. I'll just put my therapist's cell phone number. Right, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it'll be totally chill with that. Um, so, 
Um, yeah. And then, so, and if you are in a really, really, really dark place, there's a lot of hotlines. Well, uh, again, we should probably post those on the social media. Like if you just need immediately to talk to someone, cause you are considering harming yourself. Um, there's free resources for you to call and talk to someone. Uh, yes, yeah. So those were things that they also gave me, which fortunately I never had to use, but I'm so, 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 so thankful that they're there yeah, like um if i can find specifically the one that i used i'll post it i've seen when i looked up the resources con specific there are a lot of like kind of fandom mental health groups on facebook even right get on there and be like hey this is you know there's a body dysmorphia and cosplaying facebook group there's an anxiety there's an autism which again not saying that any of those are mental illnesses necessarily but mental health issues uh right yeah like even if it's a facebook group like there are um resources uh yeah so anyway those are like and if i can like you said if i can find any specific links we'll put them we'll definitely put like a couple the hotline numbers up just because i feel like it's the responsible thing to do right um uh we're nothing if we're not responsible yeah um and then like you said maybe a couple links to um i just don't know because i might be like a privacy issue specifically posting like a therapy group that right. but like you said and most like even like well, I don't know about most. Our local health services, which is kind of like our health department, has free mental health resources. So it's it's worth checking. All I can do is tell you we don't have anything. Right. Um, but I know a lot of them do because it is becoming more, uh, people are becoming more aware of it that, you know, we're all entitled to uh, quality of life. Since Scott had a little cry, talked about my mental health for an hour and a half. That's what this podcast is. All I don't know. If you're aware. All the things are coming out. Everything's coming out. Okay. okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. I hope that you uh, can take something from this, learn something, um, or yeah. I know, think the moral that- of the story. We talked a lot, but I think the moral of the story is. If you've got some, I don't know why I'm saying it. If you've got, uh, if you've got some kind of mental health issue, yeah, if you've got some kind of mental health issue, don't think that you can't cosplay. Don't think you can't go to cons. Don't think that it's not for you because there's probably a way for you to do it. It may take some time to get there, but there is a path to make it happen mm-hmm. what okay. don't you listen I'm trying to be positive you said there's a path and all I could think is <laughs> you're going down a path <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you would like to follow along with us on social media we are on Facebook and Instagram at cosplay and cocktails pod yeah um, and if you have any episode ideas, uh, cosplay photos, cocktail recipes, if you would like to correct us on something we said wrong and how, tell us how dumb we are, um, Jesse, what else can they do with the email? Um, that's, I mean, you, you can, they, you can send us whatever. It'd be nice if it was relevant to the things you just mentioned or else we may not look at it. Uh, yeah. Don't uh, co- cosplay stories. Yeah, con, con stories. stories. Anything that you want us to feature, like we mentioned last week. Since we're all in quarantine, if there's just like, you know, a cool thing that you wanna, you're like, hey, this brightened my day. Wanted to send it to you. Send it to us. Especially, I feel like this episode was a little bit heavy. Hopefully, you can edit it in a way that's less. Uh... Nope. Okay. <laughs> Our email is cosplayandcocktailspod at gmail.com. Please stop laughing at my tears. Uh, gmail.com. 
Um, These are positive tears. I should make clear. It's just like I said, it's one of those things like we're kind of reflecting on it for this episode. I didn't really realize. Oh, you've cried every day. Yeah, I mean, I've cried a lot. I cried during earlier. I was playing Pokemon Sword and it was like Gyarados uh, focused all its strength on clearing the poison from its body because it didn't want you to worry. Freaking started crying over a oh my god, <laughs> like not even over a Pokemon because it was it was oh, it didn't want Gyarados didn't want me to worry. Jesus. Yeah, so cried over that. Cried over reality shows. It's just it's a time to cry. Times. Yeah, it's a time to cry. And again, not always like sadness. It's just like being emotional. Uh, I feel like this is like your James Bond movie, A Time to a Cry. A Time to Cry. Or uh, John Grisham, right? A Time to Kill. Yeah, there you go. Matthew McConaughey. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, also, speaking of my mental illness, I read that book in the eighth grade. And Mrs. Rogers called me up to her desk and was like, is everything okay? Oh, no. <laughs> Which it turns out, <laughs> Morgan Freeman, no, Morgan Freeman narration, as it happens, <laughs> everything was not, in fact, okay. Oh, yep. You should also post a picture of me. Ay, ay, ay. I will. That'll be like the tag. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that funny, but yet it was. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you're going to have to edit so much. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Goodbye, Richard. Goodbye, Goodbye Richard. <laughs>